Welcome to the Big Dog Crypto Podcast. This is your number one crypto podcast to hear directly from the movers and shakers, innovators and disruptors in the cryptocurrency industry. Follow on Twitter for updates and to communicate directly at Wolf Big Dog. That's at Wolf Big D-A-W-G. Now, now, here is your host, the one and only Big Dog Crypto. And welcome to the latest episode of the Big Dog Crypto Podcast. I'm your host, Big Dog Crypto. And this episode has an account that I've followed for a while, very much enjoyed. And this is a good time to have you on. Bleeding Crypto, how are you doing? Good. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you having me on the show, man. Thank you very much. How are you doing? How was your holidays? I, I, well, they're good. They're good so far. Of course, a lot going on in December, uh, you know, the holidays, end of year, and then looking yeah. at stuff with Bitcoin. You know, I got I to gotta get into that. And I got to ask you, what are you thinking right now, looking at the, uh, the price action and whatnot? What are you seeing with Bitcoin right now? Uh, right now, what I've been hoping to get this month is after we got past this FTX um, capitulation is mm-hmm. to get back on track to the historical end of year uh, move uh, with Bitcoin uh, that mm-hmm. likes to follow um, the traditional markets. Usually we see a nice year end uh, push to the upside. You know, stockbrokers want to get their bonuses mm-hmm. end of year. So they you know, we usually see a push mm-hmm. up. In, into the market, but because of what happened with FTX and the the uh, the severeness of it, we've been lagging behind that move that the broader markets have had. So I was hoping that we can catch up uh, to that, and I was hoping that CPI um, mm-hmm. and the FOMOC meeting may get us to finish that at least back test. One of the things that I do follow in TA is that whenever we have moves to the downside or to the upside, I'm a big believer uh, based on charts that we like to back test some of those break areas of support resistance. And we haven't broke through, we haven't back tested that breakthrough that we had at the mid $1,800, area, the eighteen five dollars and $19,000 area. So Looking at the way the the market reacted today, it gave me some hope, but then we kind of just stalled. We kind of, you know, we hit that $18,000 mark and we kind of just gave some of that back. I'm hoping that tomorrow we'll see some continuation with the FOMOC meeting. But after that, I am expecting us to see some new lows. I know it's not the popular opinion. Is that the one, you know, the thing that people want to want to hear? And nobody really wants to hear uh, lower prices because everybody wants to you know, continue the bull market, continue the bull market. But we have to understand that we have to look at it in, 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 a, in, a, in a different perspective. The lower right. we, the lower the price goes, the better opportunity we're going to have to accumulate even more. The right. alts in particular that usually provide us the biggest ROI are the ones that are going to give us the biggest value. And I think that's what a lot of people are not prepared. They're not, you know, they look at the charts and they think, well, you know, chart alt have dropped 90%. How much lower can they go? Well, I've, I've been on several shows through, uh, through the, this year on YouTube, and I've shown that alts back in previous bear markets, they capitulated 90%. Then they went ahead and did another 60% on top of that. So that is what I'm really expecting in this market. We've done the 90%. Some of the alts have already done uh, another 68%. As a matter of fact, one of my favorite alts that I'm looking forward to is Filecoin. Filecoin dropped 90%, uh, and then it dropped an additional 68%. And it's still maybe drop another 20, 30%. We don't know. But uh, coins like that that have utility, to me, provide a provide a, uh, a very good opportunity mm-hmm. to set myself up 
for the next bull run. So I, I welcome cheaper prices. I don't shy away or get scared by seeing the market come down. I get very excited because I know the opportunity. I believe in crypto. And just because I'm bearish doesn't mean I don't believe in crypto. I believe in it so much that I know that I'm willing to risk my money when it's when nobody wants it, when everybody's crying and it's dirt cheap and everybody thinks it's never going to come back. I have faith that crypto will come back bigger, stronger, and better, which is why I'm willing to put my money where my mouth is and buy at those cheaper prices. So it, it, I guess it's all about perspective. So, you know, that's interesting you say that because the way you look at alts, I mean, that's a, that's a certain way to look at it. I think it's a very good way to look at it. Um, you know, one of the things, there's a lot of people that watch the podcast, listen to the podcast that are new in the market. And that's really, like, I want people that have experience, but I really want to get, if I can help out at all, right? Anybody that's new and gets some, some suggestions or advice. And I'd ask you this, let's say somebody that, that came in last November, right? And they bought whatever the alt was. And like you said, it's, it's gone down, you know, such a percent. Um, what would you tell those people that are, cause it, cause somebody says, look, I'm DCAing, right? Well, it keeps going down. I keep DCAing more. I mean, are you able, and this is, and I've never asked anybody this before, and I don't know the answer to this, but is there a way to identify, uh, identify a, a floor on any particular alt or it's just, you just watch the price action yes. or how do you, how do you, how do you do that? Here's how I'm, here's how I'm going to start accumulating alts. So mm -hmm. DCAing is a good strategy, but I'm not mm -hmm. DCAing because okay. I have a certain, I have a certain plateau that I look for, and it's not my plateau. It's a it's a number that I've historic. I I went out on the on the Martyrverse show a couple of okay. weeks ago, and I broke it down, and I went back to the to uh, to different uh, bear bull cycles. Mm -hmm. And sure. every one of those cycles, we've come down to a certain FIB level. I call it, it's called 886, 0.886. It's not a technical Fibonacci level, but it's, an, it's a level in my Fibonacci sequence that I use. Mm -hmm. And it has come down to those levels. And because it has happened so many times in the past, I'm not going to sit here and say this time it's different. So what mm -hmm. I'm personally doing is I'm waiting for that, for that level to hit. And at that point, I'm going to start accumulating alts. And the reason being is that it's very difficult to try to act like you're smarter than the market and try to figure out where the where these alts are going to end up because you really don't know. So one of the things that I do know and that uh, it has been proven historically is alts don't bottom until Bitcoin bottoms. Alts can continue to fall and drop and drop. So I feel much more comfortable if I start accumulating Bitcoin or an alt at that 886 mark and now keep this in mind, the 886 doesn't mean that's the bottom of Bitcoin. That's been the bottom in the previous in previous cycles. Mm -hmm. But how, uh, however, we don't know what the exact bottom is going to be. So anywhere within that area is where I'm going to start accumulating. That's where I start to DCA. And DCA is something that people are going to have to also understand that we are not going to hit the bottom V-shape back up to all-time high. That's not going to happen. In that podcast that I'm referring to, and when in the YouTube show that I'm referring to, I showed historical data using coin market, coin market caps, historical snapshots. The majority of the alts, did you know how long they stood at the bottom um, in between finding the bottom and going to the next cycle? Do you know how many days? Between, five, between five and 700 days. Wow. That's a, that's like a long two, two. time. You're talking like two years. I mean, yeah, almost, yes, yeah. almost two years. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And one of the things that we have in our advantage in crypto is that we have mm -hmm. what is called a happening. It's a programmed, mm -hmm. it's a programmed event that happens every four years. Right. Now, the happening historically does not mark the top of Bitcoin. It actually is the beginning of the bull run. Right. And when you go back and you look at that, now mm -hmm. our happening, the next happening coming up is approximately uh, April 8th 
between March and April is the next happening. You know, it goes by block by block um, uh, um, height. So we mm-hmm. have to, you know, we, we have a little bit of, of leeway. But within that 30-day window, March to April, we have the next happening coming. Mm-hmm. So when you think about that is the beginning of the run. And we're looking to bottom out. Well, I think that we're going to bottom out Q1 of 2023. That, that gives you that five to 700 days before we start seeing alts start moving back up. So if you're coming into the market, I think the, the best advice that I can give you is follow Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Understand that Bitcoin moves the market. And second, and the most important part, choose an altcoin with utility. Don't choose an altcoin that has a promise, that has a nice white paper, that has you know bells and whistles on their website. That doesn't mean anything in crypto. Things that have utility out there, like for instance, BNB, um, Filecoin, Cake, Sushi, Uni, all of these, all of these um, uh, assets, they have a utility. They're, they they already built something. They're not trying to raise money to build something. So those usually have a higher probability of moving. And continuing to grow than something that comes out with a bunch of hype, with a bunch of promise that sometimes just doesn't really go anywhere. I agree with you on that. And so you're bringing up something, too, though, that's interesting. Everybody always likes to ask when alt season, right? When alt season. And so I'll ask you this, the when alt season, but two questions. One, uh, you know, when alt season, right, in your opinion. But the other part, too, is is it is it like you look at 2016, the trouble they have, right, as you brought up. And the mm-hmm. 2000, uh, at end of 17, right, we saw those highs. Then we had the happening mm-hmm. in 2020. Then the highs in 2021. So I'm giving you like a, a two-part question here. Alt season soon, alt season later, or maybe alt season not till after the happening. What are your thoughts? Look, um, I, I, when I, whenever I answer that question, I've had to answer this question many times in the past. Right. I usually don't like giving my opinion because my opinion mm-hmm. is, doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. What matters is what, what the charts, what the Good. charts show us, and right. what the charts have showed us historically mm-hmm. is that alt season usually mm-hmm. happens about eight to six months prior to hitting the top. So if you look, if you look at, if you look at 2016's happening, when did we have alt season? Alt season didn't start till the, till Q3 of 2017. It didn't happen till September. And it started, then it started to move up. So you imagine the happening was over a year after Mm -hmm. the happening. So if we think 2024, if we know that 2024 is going to be the happening, uh, next one coming up, and we think a year after that, 2025 for me is going to be when we're going to start seeing alt season. And this is why I'm saying that if you're going to dollar cost average into something, mm-hmm. make sure you understand what you're dollar cost averaging mm-hmm. into and understand that you're going to be dollar cost averaging on an average five to 700 days before you see that start putting in those multiple numbers that we are expecting to see. It's not going to happen anytime soon. This is fast. No, this this is great because these are the kind of questions. Look, you're on Twitter. You're very active. These are the things that people want to know. People ask Sami to share this. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. Um, no, that's that's of very course. cool. Um, of course. So, you know, I'm here. I'm here. I want to educate people. I, I don't want people yeah. to shy away, and I don't want people to get scared of crypto. I want people to have a a, a, mm-hmm. a realistic understanding of, of what their expectations are. If you set your expectations correctly, I think that's going mm-hmm. to set you up for the longevity. Because crypto is not something that you're going to get come and get rich overnight. You have to put in the time, you have to put in the work, and you have to come in. You have to come in at a certain time in order in order to maximize that. And I think people coming into crypto now is the absolute best time because they're going to be able to buy assets that you and I have been waiting for years to come down. And we're going to see those prices. They're going to come into the market being able to buy those prices. But then when they buy them. Then what? That's that's when the real test happens. When they don't understand 
what is what is ahead, that may mm-hmm. discourage a lot of people. And we want to make sure we, we let them know, hey, hang in there because mm-hmm. the opportunity is going to come right when you right when you want to sell. That's when you that's when you want to buy more. <laughs> that's usually how it goes. So you yeah. so when it comes to crypto, I mean, you're you're like I said, I followed your account. I very much enjoy it. Um, how did you get into like? Do you remember the first time, like when you first heard about Bitcoin, what you were doing, yes. where you were? Like, how'd you get into it? Yes. Um, uh, my cousin came to visit me in Arizona and uh, he told me about Bitcoin. He kind of broke everything mm-hmm. down and it was 400 bucks at the time. Mm-hmm. And I looked at it and I'm like, okay, nice. sounds interesting. They don't know anything about it. He came back a few months later to visit mm-hmm. me and he said, hey, did you ever buy that Bitcoin? I'm like, no, no, it wasn't. It just, I don't know. It, it wasn't mm-hmm. for me. And he was like, oh, I wish you would have. It's 800 bucks. I was like, (laughs) it doubled already. At that point, right at that instant, Mm -hmm. he helped me set up a Coinbase account. And I started Mm -hmm. buying crypto. I started started buying Bitcoin. That's when I bought my first Bitcoin. Bitcoin. And ever since that, Mm -hmm. I got hooked. When I saw that opportunity, because the problem with me is I was always in construction, never was really an investor. And I missed Mm -hmm. out on the whole dot-com, the whole internet um, uh, uh, craze in the early 2000s, late 1900s, early 2000s, I didn't get a chance to invest. And I felt like this was my chance. This is, this is the makeup, the once in a lifetime for me, what's left in, on, on this earth. This is the time that I'm, that, that to, for me to make up what I lost back then. So I took it really seriously and I just went full force on it. Uh, usually, uh, within about a year after that, I went full time. It's how, it's how deep I dove into this. Okay. How deep. Nice, nice, nice. Well, so when you look at next year, um, what sort of things would you want to see right now? I mean, we've seen so much going on the past few years. This has definitely been one for the books. What kind of things would you like to see in the crypto space 2023? I would like to see more utilization of, mm-hmm. of uh, DEX, DEXs. Right. So I got I got really involved in DeFi on this mm-hmm. last bear, on this last uh, bull cycle. And there's the liquidity has has gone up tremendously from when Dexas first came out in 2017. There was virtually no liquidity. And the the use, the ease of use of these DEXs have really improved. So the two one, the two that I used the most on this uh, bull season was one inch and pancake swap. And yeah. as a matter of fact, Pancake, Pancake Swap now has derivatives. They have futures. They've really increased their platform, and but they're still lacking that liquidity. So when you right. when you don't have liquidity, so people can understand when you're trying to buy an asset, guys, and so just say for instance the asset's ten bucks. When you buy it in a centralized exchange, you can buy it for ten bucks. When you buy it in a centralized in a, in a decentralized exchange, and it doesn't have a lot of liquidity, you're buying it for. 11 bucks, 11.50. So you're paying a little bit more. Same thing when you're getting out. So that's that's going to hurt your bottom dollar, bottom dollar if you are a day trader. And not so much if you're an investor. So when you when you increase that liquidity, you're able to reduce that slippage and you're able to get obviously much more for your money and you have a lot more participation in it. I think it's going to be really important moving forward, especially when we're seeing that Exchanges like FTX can go down, you know, eight billion dollars lost and taken. It's much, it's much safer uh, and secure to use a, a, a decentralized exchange. Just we're lacking that liquidity. So I'm hoping that the awareness of what's going on with FTX is going to hopefully trickle over and um, and uh, invite more people to go into these uh, into these uh, centralized decentralized exchanges. So speaking of FTX, I mean, you saw everything that happened this week, and it looks like uh, SBF finally got with the Bahamian authorities. Um, yeah. What is your thoughts about the regulations? We talked about they're coming, coming slow, coming fast. I mean, do you see this accelerating regulations, or do you think it's going to be more of the same of, you know, soon, no. soon, soon, but they don't do it? Exactly. And here's the problem, guys. 
you have to understand that the reach of the SEC pretty much mm-hmm. ends at the borders. How, how are they going to enforce a, an exchange in Dubai, in Malta, mm-hmm. in places in Venezuela? They can't do that. I can see regulation coming, but it's going to come mm-hmm. more to the U.S. exchange UX exchanges, but I don't think much is going to happen. Most of us trade on outside exchanges. All we do is use a VPN. I don't think much is going to change. I think they're just posturing to make people believe that their funds are safe. But at the end of the day, it's not your keys. <laughs> not your not coins. Not your coins, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I think, yeah. I, think we're, I think right now it's just, a, it's just a big show. And I think it's going to be up to each individual user to... To make a stand and say, okay, you know what? I, I need my crypto safer. I don't want to trust these exchanges. What what options do I have? And I think those options is where we're going to start steering people into the decentralized exchanges. And I think this next cycle, we're going to see an explosion, which is why I'm very interested in coins like Cake, mm-hmm. Uni, and Sushi, because they're established. They were already around in the past, in the previous bull cycle. They proved to be very strong, very, really good, have a lot of liquidity. So I think even with more money coming to the space, I believe mm-hmm. more money is going to come into the space. We hit $3 trillion this last cycle. I think we're proposed to hit about $10 trillion or above on the next cycle. So I think a lot of that liquidity, if we can get the majority, not the majority, but a good portion of that in decentralized exchanges, I think that's going to help the, the system in a whole because there'll be a lot less FTXs going on if the liquidity is not there. It's interesting because when you talk when you're talking about the alts and whatnot, the ones that you had mentioned, um, I, I, don't, I don't always talk about alts on the podcast just because a lot of times it's, it's more Bitcoin and crypto. But look, you know how it is. You get questions about alts. People message you. I mean, people want to see you know information on it. Um, I will ask you this: for somebody looking to buy an alt to research, what would you recommend somebody new in the space? How would you say is the best two or three ways to research an alt before going in? Because I think that's that's something a lot of people need to know, right? Um, how okay. would, what would you so, Very first thing when you research an alt, never Google it. Never, never Google it. The only th- the only way you should look for an alt, guys, mm-hmm. is you go to Coin Market Cap or Coin Gecko because they mm-hmm. vet them. They already vetted the mm-hmm. information that's on their website, mm-hmm. and you click on the particular. So, for instance, say you wanted to learn about sushi, don't mm-hmm. Google sushi because there's a lot of phishing sites. So, if you go mm-hmm. to Coin Market Cap, you you look up sushi. Then you click on the link that's inside of that. And on most of these uh, most of these coins, all the information you want to know about specific coin, their medium post, their Twitter handle, Discord handle, all of that is already in CoinMarketCap. There is so much information for you to look at. It gives you, you have different tabs so you can look at the markets. It'll tell you where the liquidity is at, what exchanges are exchanging, how many exchanges are being used to, uh, to utilize, to buy and sell these tokens. So pretty much everything you really need to know is inside of the coin market cap or coin gecko, whatever you prefer to use. And that is usually the best way uh, for you to research. Now, I will say somebody coming into the market new, best thing for you to do is buy Bitcoin and Ethereum. I think those are the two coins that really will help you understand what you're buying and what you're getting into as far as the crypto space. And as you progress in, if, if it interests you and you progress, then you worry about alts. I don't think you should come in and buy Doge like a lot of people did the last cycle because <laughs> they don't understand it. Right. It collapses, it drops 90% and they think it's a scam. When they, it's not a scam and they just bought it at the wrong time, they didn't understand. But if you buy Bitcoin and Ethereum to me, I think it's two, two safe tokens with plenty of liquidity and a lot more movement that in the market before the alt season happens, you're going to see Bitcoin and Ethereum moving and making you a lot more money than any alts are going to happen until the alt season comes. Then, yeah, <laughs> then you're going to be able to put your money to work. 
That is some sage advice. That definitely is. Um, okay, so let me ask you too. You have a website. Looking at your looking at your Twitter page, of course, I always like to ask yes. about the contact, and I want to get to that. But um, what is your website? Tell us about it. Yeah, it's it's called bleedingcrypto.com, and it's basically uh, it's an access, so it's a portal for you to sign up to my private Discord. I have a private Discord. It's a paid Discord. I charge one hundred twenty five dollars a month, and it's an educational Discord. It teaches people how to trade, how to understand markets. But here's the thing, guys: you don't need to pay anybody. You don't need to pay me a single cent. What I recommend you do: go to YouTube, just type in Trading One Hundred One or Trading Crypto One Hundred One. There's plenty of information that you can you can get to teach you and have you understand. Go through that. Go through that process. Go through that learning curve. Understand it. If you get to a point where you say, you know what? I understand this, but I need a one-on-one. I need a little bit more information. Then come check me out. If you're brand new to the market, don't don't, don't come check me out because you're going to be confused. You're not going to really understand what's going on. It's going to be hard for you to pick up. It's better that you try to learn. And I think this way, you kind of give yourself that test. If you have the fortitude and the discipline to go out there and understand it and research it on your own for free, and you want to advance, then it's a good next second step is to come and join me. But I don't think it's really good for people off just coming off the streets trying to learn. In my no, opinion. No, and I, look, that, that's, that's straightforward and honest. And I appreciate that. But I always tell people, I said, look, if you're going to do, if there's so much stuff that you can find, like you said, coin market gap starting there, look at stuff. If you do any sort of paid, whatever, that's totally cool. But if it's good, then stay with it. You know what I mean? Or if not, then don't. You know what I mean? But at least give it a shot. And so I, there's nothing wrong with that. I think in general, whether it's free or paid, whatever, and I tell everybody, Look at the content you get, right? Make sure that once you follow for a while that it's accurate, right? Or it works out well. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I love your stuff. Mm-hmm. I love your tweets. And like anything, like if, if somebody's giving you some bad advice all the time, you're not going to stay with it. But no, I think, look, yeah. content creation is important to space. And, yes. you know, the internet has made it so easy, right? For all this to happen. Yes, so, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. And and I look at my community mm-hmm. more of, of just a big a community mm-hmm. of like-minded individuals mm-hmm. who share mm-hmm. the same passions, share the same mm-hmm. interests. And right. we... One person can't research everything that's out there. There's so much stuff in crypto. We got NFTs, we got the metaverse. We got so much stuff out there that when you have a community that has different interests and all share Mm -hmm. everything they've they've found collectively, it makes it easier and more enjoyable to follow crypto Mm -hmm. than than making it seem like a chore. Like, oh my God, okay, I got to spend the day today researching NFTs. Okay, tomorrow I got to research metaverse. It's too much Mm -hmm. information where you can get people that you trust that are educated in the space that you that understand it and give you the cliff notes to me, that's much easier. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I agree with you on that. Uh, a couple of final personal questions. Um, if you yeah. can go to any country in the world, you can go, you get on a plane right now, you're going for the weekend. Where would you go visit the world? Brazil. <laughs> now, that's a long plane ride from the States, but I've heard it's beautiful. Yeah. Nice. And you know what? I ask this of every second. I always ask my guests. I'm always interested where people want to go to. No one's ever said Brazil. And yet that's one of the biggest countries. And supposedly it's awesome. You know? Yes, yes. You're the first person to say that. Um, and then uh, your favorite foods you like to eat. You've been some some. You're going out Friday night. What would you like to eat? Pizza is my favorite food. Okay. Pizza. Can't, can't Pizza. go wrong with that. But, but if I'm going to mm-hmm. find dining, number one thing, ribeye steaks. That's that's my weakness. Ribeye steaks. Can't. Nice, nice. I can appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then final thing is uh, when you're when you're working, what do you have on the background? Do you have on podcast? Do you have on the TV? Do you have on music? Silence? Like, what do you have on when you're working? Call of Duty. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> never one. You give me all the answers. Take, Not the pizza. <laughs> when I'm when yeah. I'm trading and when I'm mm-hmm. researching and I need yeah. to take a break, I put mm-hmm. my headsets on. I flip my chair. I got my big screen. I play a couple of games of Call of Duty. That's mm-hmm. how I, I decompress and I go back to work. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Okay, so yeah. let's let people know how do they find you on Twitter? Where's the best way to find you? 
It's at bleeding crypto, but there's a underscore between bleeding and crypto. So it'd be bleeding underscore crypto. I am setting up a telegram channel. Um, It'll be a free telegram channel and it'll be non-educational, but it'll be giving you signals, entries and exits Mm -hmm. on things that I'm going to be, that I trade. Won't be as intensive as my Discord because I've got to give my paid members, you know, Mm -hmm. a little bit more exclusivity, Mm -hmm. but I will be able to, I will be providing that. And there's only one requirement that you use Mm -hmm. my referral link and sign up Mm -hmm. to Bing X. Um, Mm -hmm. Other than that, that's pretty much it. And you'll be able to join the community. It is going to be a mute. So it'll just be me posting things on Mm -hmm. there that you can go ahead and no paper trader. Mm-hmm. Try it out. See yeah. if you like it. See if the calls work mm-hmm. out. If they work out great. If they don't, keep in mind that mm-hmm. none of us have a hundred percent success rate. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have some hits. We're gonna have some. We're gonna have some misses. But if you can relate to the mm-hmm. style that, that I do, then hey, great. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and I always tell people. You're right about that. I always tell people. They say, "Well, can you guarantee this?" I'm like, "Look, when my crystal ball comes in from Amazon, I can guarantee it." Until then, <laughs> I'm gonna give you my best advice and opinion. But I don't know, but I think so. Exactly. 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 Cool. Look, I appreciate you making the time. Thank you for coming on the latest episode of the Big Dog Crypto Podcast, Bleeding Crypto. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. You've been listening to the Big Dog Crypto Podcast. Follow on Twitter at WoofBigDog. WoofBigDawg. And run faster than the competition. Woof, woof.